Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Jeremiah Johnson. Thank you so much for joining us here today and listening in. Today on this episode, episode number six, we are going to be talking church. This is a part three of a mini series that we have done called Talking Church. And it's probably a series that we'll do more and more down the road as we talk about the life of church. But we had the privilege to have our first two ever guests to the Grace Point Daily Podcast, Zoe and Gabrielle Johnson. They were on episode four and episode five, but here they are on episode six, all three of us together. So let's welcome them in. Zoe, welcome into the show. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing excellent. Thank you. And also we have Gabrielle Johnson. Gabrielle, welcome into the show. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And uh, as always, we know that these girls are uh, in the mix in technology and they're influencers and they're part of modern day culture. So we're going to give them a minute to hype their socials just a second before we dive into our conversation. Gabrielle, where can people connect and follow you? You can follow, well, you can go um, favorite my podcast, That's Real, and you can follow me on Instagram at Glitter Girl Gabrielle. That's Real, the podcast, and Glitter Girl Gabrielle on Instagram. How about you, Zoe? You can check out my podcast on Spotify or Anchor, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called Integrity and Purity, and it's Integrity, a plus sign, and Purity. So check that out. All right. I'm sure they have some great stuff, so please check out their podcast. Today, we are just going to talk about the church, and uh, hopefully this quote will springboard us into a discussion that we're going to have for the next few minutes. I've been reading a book called Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. Have you girls heard of that one? I have. And I'm I'm a fan of Francis Chan. I really like a lot of the stuff that he does and says and that kind of thing. But he, uh, I was reading today, as you girls were actually at piano lessons, I read this quote in his book that I thought was really powerful. I put it on my Facebook as page as well. So if you check out my Facebook page, you can, you can see it. But it simply says this. It says, there is no... No greater honor on earth than to be a part of God's church. And that that phrase and that quote just really captured me, that honor and the privilege that we have of being a part of the church. Now, I know I am a pastor and I work at a church. I'm constantly in the church. Church is just a part of my life, church, church, church. But I do love it. And it's amazing to be a part of the church. And I think at times we lose the value, the wonder, and the privilege of being a part of the church. What do you girls think about that when I just throw out that phrase? What captured you? That quote. Um, Yeah, I mean, I love being a part of the church. And some people just think of it or um, the church is presented to them in the wrong way. It's just a religious thing. When it Really, the church is such a beautiful thing of getting together with believers and just chasing after God together in unity. It's interesting. I kind of, obviously, I'm sure a lot of us, we always go back to our testimonies and how our spiritual experience. But for me, it was interesting. When I got saved, I was just always at church. I loved being in the church. I was at youth group. I was helping out. I was active. So I never had a struggle with wanting to be in the church. So even today, it's just kind of hard for me to relate with people who don't want to be in church, who don't want to be a part of the church. And I don't know if it's just based off a bad experience or what it is, but for myself personally, I love being a part of the church. Gabrielle, what's your take as you heard that quote? 
Yeah, I mean, I def I definitely love church, and I really don't understand people who say, oh, they hate going to church, or they just don't want to come, or they act negative when they have to go to church. You know, I'd love to be, I love being at church and, and experiencing God. And I think part of the problem is that we obviously focus on the religious aspects of the church, or or for some reason, for so long, we've promoted, like, you got to go to church, you got to go to church, you got to go to church, and it's almost become this negative thing as opposed you get to come to church you get to be in the church and that it should be a good thing not a bad thing i don't know why so many people have a negative perspective of that but and this is really if you want to go check out the book letters to the church that's not what this whole podcast is about but in that chapter he talks about the wonder and awe that we should have about being a part of the church and being together because the church is not it's not a building, it's the people. And I think that's where we get a little bit of confusion. And I think at times we focus too much on the building, too much on the religious stuff, and we forget, forget about the power of just being together and lifting up the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, we're so privileged, especially in America, to have an actual a building to go to. And to me, going to church, it's like going to my friend's house. It's like going to Jesus's house and getting to spend time with him. What would you girls say to people that have kind of the perspective of, well, you know, why, why do we need church? Why do we need to go to church? You should want to go to church. I don't know. Like, I don't want to, you know, you should want to go to church. You should want God. You should want to pursue him because it's Jesus is there. And that's ultimately where you're going to experience him the most. Church. Church is so great. You get to gather with your friends and your family in Christ. And it's just being a part of a big family that you get to see every Sunday and Wednesday. And the devil's going to try to um, just, you know, enclose you and bring you away from from the church. He's going to try to get you as far as away from the community and from the believers. And he's going to try to isolate you from believers and other people who can encourage you and help you. All right. So one of the things you're bringing up is it's about fellowship. And, you know, the Bible says it says, do not forsake the fellowship of the believers. And at our church, we just wrapped up a sermon series called Act Like It. And we were looking at the church in the book of Acts. And one of the things that we see standing out in Acts chapter two, it says they were devoted to several things. But one of them that they were devoted to is they were devoted to fellowship. They were devoted to to having church with one another. It's interesting. I was reading a book one time, and I apologize. I don't have the reference right in front of me. But essentially, the stat was saying that the average attendance of someone of church is like two to four times a month. It used to be that a good, it was basically kind of saying, the argument was saying that you know, 20 years ago, if you were a good Christian, you would go to church two to three times a week. And now a good good Christian will go to church two to four times a month. What do you girls think of that? I think that's crazy because if I had the opportunity, which I do most of the time, I would go to church every yeah. day. I would live at church. Yeah. <laughs> Gabrielle? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... People who... I don't know why people don't want to go to church and... and it, I, it's really sad that we only go a few times a month just so we can be like, oh, I'm a good Christian, you know, because I always say it's kind of like if you're eating a hamburger and you have a really like fatty hamburger and you have a really big bun and you have cheese and you have all these toppings, 
And then you just add like a little piece of lettuce and you're like, oh, the hamburger is healthy because it has lettuce on it. That's, you know, like with church, you you sin, you go out in the world and you drink and you party and you um, just do all the negative stuff of the world. Then you come to church two times a month and you're like, oh, I'm healthy Christian because I go to church two times a month. You're not really a healthy Christian. You need to uh, you need to be involved in the church and, and going to church and, and wanting Jesus. Mm-hmm. One of the great points that I think he, he brought up, and this isn't just all my thoughts are not just coming directly from his book, but I just it's just fresh on my mind. Is one of the things he brought up was the Old Testament, how important it was to have God's presence fill the temple. And there were several moments in the Old Testament where the people would gather together and the glory of the Lord would fill the temple and essentially fill the church. But the interesting point that he brought up is that now we are the church. The temple is us. So if you are a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, guess what? You are the church. Not So does that make sense? You actually are the temple of God. You are the place that God's presence wants to dwell. How powerful is that? Is that now, in one sense, as much as it, it's important for us to gather together as the church, now we are not just supposed to go to church. We supposed to. We are the church. And we're not just supposed to be the church, but if you have Jesus in your life, you literally are the church. You are the temple that God now wants to dwell in. Yeah, that's powerful. Like some people talk about church in a negative way, but you're like, hey, you are the church. Mm -hmm. So you should show what Jesus showed. You need to act, act like it, like in your sermon series. We need to act like the church. We need to act like Jesus because we are the church. To me, there's two really two important things to realize as we think about the church is that number one, you are the church and number two, we are the church that we have to grasp those two realities. Mm-hmm. The temple was the location where God chose to live on earth. I mean, think about that back in the Old Testament that God was somehow kind of reduced himself to one geographical location. But he doesn't do that anymore. I mean, he was still omnipresent. He was still powerful, but yet he chose to to uh, reduce himself to one location, one temple, and one place. But now he wants to fill every one of us. We are, you are the church. But number two, we are the church. And we have to understand that we are we can't be the church unless we're together. We've lost that value of how important it is that we have to be the church together. Now you girls grew up in church your whole life. Do you regret it? Do you wish you didn't? Or, or what do you think about that up to this point in your life? Um, I don't regret it at all. I love it. And honestly, I don't know what normal people or people who don't go to church. I'm not sure what they do on Sundays, but my Sundays are awesome. (laughs) They say, um, especially younger people are increasingly not going to church. How, do, how are we going to change that? Or how do you think, how do you girls think we can change that? Um, I think the main reason that they're leaving the church is because they haven't had a good representation of who Jesus is. And sometimes the church that they're seeing isn't what they're reading in the Bible. So we need to be better examples of Jesus and be better examples of what he called us to do um, in order to bring them in, not be more 
worldly, but to really display what God called us to do. Yeah, they often see the church as just religion and there's nothing powerful. There's no spirit moving at church. There's nothing to draw them or excite them. It's just they come in, they sit down, they hear a message. Maybe there's an altar call and nothing really happens. They go back exactly the same because they never are experiencing God. And, no, and you know, the church isn't seeking and pursuing the Holy Spirit. and And so then they just... There's nothing to draw them. Jesus is what draws them, not the religion, not because how cool the church is. You know, the church focuses on, a lot of churches focus on trying to be cool, but it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, what really is going to draw them into church is Jesus. Yeah. Another point that I thought he brought up, which was really interesting, was that the book of Revelation, Revelation, where several times we get these images of the church together worshiping God, surrounding his throne and lifting up his name and how powerful that is going to be. And one, one of the things, you know, number one uh, in regards to that thought is that heaven is going to be us gathered as the church worshiping Jesus. That is going to be a significant part of eternity. I mean, I believe that eternity is going to be greater and more vast. And I think there is many other things that will be a part of our eternal life, but yet a huge part, an important part of eternity is going to be the church gathered together, worshiping Jesus. That's amazing. And and we have to now set the stage. We have to begin practice doing that. Now, I mean, I don't want to necessarily say it, but I'm going to say it is the kind of the corny line of, you know, you're like, well, you better like going to church if you're going to go to heaven or you better enjoy worshiping Jesus. Otherwise you're not going to like heaven. But it really is true is that we are going to be an eternity gathered as the church, worshiping and lifting up the name of Jesus. And I do like the point I think, you know, is uh, what you guys are bringing up is that sometimes we have so focused on trying to make the church cool or be relevant that we have just forgot the simple value of gathering together and worshiping Jesus and just being amazed by him. A couple of Wednesday nights ago at our church, uh, it was following a Sunday service and maybe I thought it was a really good time. I don't know if everyone else thought it was a good time, but we got towards the end of our service and it was just very quiet. It wasn't like one of these loud times where we're all just worshiping and the music, but it was a very quiet time, a, a lot of silence almost, but yet it was so powerful. And I remember it was like 12, 10, 12, 15. I'm like, I was kind of looking at the clock and I went ahead and wrapped it up in the next few minutes. And I remember that next week. And then that Wednesday night, I just kind of said, I'm sorry to our congregation because I was like, you know what? That was such a holy, beautiful moment we were in. And I just kind of rushed it. I felt like we just, you know, it was past 12 and we needed to get home. And I didn't want everyone to think I was the pastor who goes on and on forever. And that's what I think we often miss is as we gather, we miss out on really valuing the moments when God's presence is there in such a powerful way. Gabrielle, you talked about that in your episode on the podcast about mm -hmm. that we need less structure and to experience the power of God. Touch on that again for us. Yeah, one thing, I mean, that was really cool is just 
when we've had a couple times where not in in this youth group yet i say yet because i know it's gonna happen because jesus is gonna come and move powerfully but um uh you know when we were at canyon road we had a couple times when uh the just jesus can't you know we didn't even have a youth uh leader ever speak because our entire time was just spent worshiping and praying and seeking after god you know and so we need to have more times like that in the church yeah, and those were definitely some of our best moments as a youth group were the times where we couldn't even make it past worship because the Spirit of God was moving so powerfully. I'm going to read another just section out of this book, and it says, The early church didn't need the energetic music, great videos, attractive leaders, or elaborate lighting to be excited about being a part of God's body. The pure gospel was enough to put them in a place of all. And, you know, it's interesting because Francis Chan pastored a mega church. He pastored a very large church. Pastor Chan uh, is a popular dude himself. I mean, he's known. But what I love in this book is he's saying we need to get back to the awe and to the wonder of God. Are you mar- do you marvel? Do you sit back? Do you is basically is Jesus enough for our church? It's not that these things are bad. It's not that we can't have them. I love them. I've said over and over and over again, I want to be a progressive church. I want to be moving forward. I want to dive into these things. I want to make sure that we're relevant. But the one thing that I want more than anything is the presence of God, because ultimately I think that is what will satisfy and fill the hearts of men. I think something that's really cool is the other day when we were just worshiping, it was just worship. I don't, it was nothing special, just an ordinary uh, Sunday, you know, (laughs) and we were worshiping and I was really just praying that Jesus would come and the Holy Spirit would move. And, and God really spoke to me and he just said, Gabrielle, if I don't come in your way, you can't complain. I'm going to come, but if I don't come the way that you expect me to, if you don't come the way that I want you to specifically, then you can't complain. And oftentimes we pray for God to come and he's already there and we're missing out because he's not coming in the exact same way. Like, you know, if you don't believe that people should jump up and down and wave their hands in church and everyone else is doing that. And you're like, Jesus, come. And he's like, I'm here, but you're not noticing me because you're so focused on, oh, well, it should be like this when he comes. It should be like this when he comes, you know, instead of focusing on the fact that he already is there. Yeah. There's another thing that I have. It's it's somewhat on this topic, but I think it's worth saying. And it's a little shock value statement is I don't think you can be a Christian if you're not in the church. Now, I got to walk that out a little bit because some people would say, oh man, that uh, that's so hardcore. That's so religious. But it's interesting. What people forget is when you gave your life to Jesus, when you accepted Jesus and realized that you needed him and you said the prayer or whatever you did, something supernatural. I mean, you got saved that moment you got saved and you became a son. You became a daughter. You became a child of God eternity became your dwelling place. Your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. All those came, okay? You got saved, all right? But something happened when you got saved is that all of a sudden, supernaturally, you became a part of the church. You became a part of the body of Christ uh, along with your salvation. That's a beautiful thing. And there are so many people today that would call themselves a Christian, that would say they know Jesus, that they love Jesus, but are not in the church and they are missing out on a huge element 
of their Christianity, of, of their spiritual life. And it's almost, I'm saying that because I really mean it. You can't fully live out your life, your, your Jesus life, unless you are a part of the church. Because that's what, that's what we said before, is that you are the church, but we are the church. I'm a part of you. You are a part of me. We cannot be the church unless we are together. So I just kind of rebuke that. I come against that whole mentality today that says, uh, you know, we don't need church and, um, you know, church is just kind of optional. I think those people are missing out on a huge part of what Jesus desires for their life and what he could do through them if they would realize that they are to be a part of the church. Gabrielle and I talked that talked about this on my podcast. Um, it was a question that we had. It was, can you not go to church and still be a, a Christian? And our answer to that was, well, why would you not want to be a part of the body of Christ? If you are truly a Christian, why would you not want to fellowship with other believers? Why would you not want to serve? And so that was the answer. Like, why would you not want to? Church is such an amazing thing. And it's such a beautiful thing that we get to be a part of. So why would you not want to do that? Yep. Amen. You know, we are the church. You are the church. Uh, again, you know, this is not intended to be negative. I'm, if you're today, if, if some of you stumble across or listen to this podcast, we're encouraging you to be a part of the, to be the church that you would express Jesus in your life, but yet you would be a part of the church, a part of the body of Christ. So we want to thank you so much for joining us on this little series called Talking Church. And we're obviously always talking church and talking about the church. But I pray today that you would consider, are you yourself being the church? And are you a part of the church? If not, I challenge you today to get in the life of the church so that you can be all that Jesus wants you to be. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Once again, like it, subscribe to it, follow us on Facebook, wherever the, the website, gracepointag.org, wherever you listen to this podcast, thank you. Give us your comments, give us your feedback, subscribe, like it, all those kind of things. Thank you for listening and we will catch you next time.